Folks, the day is finally here, September 1st, Backyard Brawl time, and you know what that means. Day of the game, it's preview time. I'm going to give you guys my keys to the game, my prediction, and all so much more on this special Backyard Brawl edition of the Locked On Pit Podcast. Our Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Pit Podcast, everybody. As always, I'm your host, Nick Fairbaugh. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Turn the notification bell if you're listening to this on podcast platforms. Make sure to leave review, folks, as always. Well, guys, Backyard Brawl is here. I know that this has been a hyped-up moment, really, for me. I mean, it's it's been since the Peach Bowl. That's, this is the type of rivalry that this is. A rivalry that is regional, that feels like an in-state rivalry, that's historic, and hasn't been here in over a decade. Huge, 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 huge rivalry for me and for most Pitt fans and West Virginia fans as well. And I love the reception it's getting. I love the hate that you're seeing uh, around the spheres, uh, if you will. It's great. This is great stuff, and I'm a huge fan of the Backyard Brawl and, and what it's bringing both of these schools right now. It's just phenomenal. Um, but you look at this game, and let's talk about the football aspect of this whole thing because, listen, football is tough to predict. It is. You know, there's a lot of simple stuff to it. There's a lot of complicated stuff to it. But especially when you're in week one of college football, you have really nothing to go off of based of what you know of the players from last year. But you don't know. Maybe there's a player that wasn't good last year that's going to take that leap for either side. Maybe, you know, the squad that was really good last year, Pitt, isn't as good this year. Uh, it, it, there's a lot to question. So this is a lot more speculation-based than it will be, obviously, later in the season when we actually have tape, data, all of that stuff to look at. But this is a really fun game for me because here's the thing about the backyard brawl. And rivalries like the Backyard Brawl. It's a unique type of game for me. And before I dive into the X's and O's and the Jimmy's and the Joe's, both of those we'll talk about today, I think we have to talk about the Backyard Brawl as a rivalry and the mental side of this. Because it's different than just a normal game. It's not like Pitt-Tennessee, which is going to be a great game, but that's more about the X's and O's. There's not as much of a mental aspect to that, right? There's a huge mental aspect of this game. If you aren't ready for the intensity of the backyard brawl as a football player, you probably aren't going to be ready for this game. You aren't going to be ready to play at the highest level. And that can neutralize some top talents. It can also, though, obviously, think of LaShawn McCoy uh, for Pitt, Geno Smith for West Virginia, guys that were superstars. It can also create even bigger stars. Because they're ready for this. And so that's the interesting thing here. There's a mental warfare about the backyard brawl that it's immeasurable. And you don't know how each player is going to react. I don't know how Keaton Slovis is going to react. I don't know how JT Daniels is going to react. 
I don't know how anyone else is going to react. Both of these coaches are coaching in their first backyard role. Pat Narduzzi's been here at Pitts since 2015, but first backyard ball, it's new territory for him in that regard. Who's going to rise to the occasion? That's the question. And that's a big thing here that you can't chart. I can't watch on tape. I, I can't tell you about just based on everything I know about these players. So, quite honestly, that's the one wild card of this game that can even everything. And it has even did everything in the past. Pitt fans, you know this as well as anyone. 13-9, right? There have been some amazing upsets by West Virginia, too. So, both of these schools, obviously West Virginia, the upset-minded team here against 17 Pitt. But this is a game that you can't necessarily measure just on the tape side of things or the stats or all of that there's a mental aspect to this that is immeasurable and that definitely plays a psychological part for these players man coaches whatever there's a mental part to this game but let's get into this so keys to the game for Pitt obviously Uh, I think that the one key for this game and the one big key I throw out here is pressure you have to get pressure this game is going to be won in the trenches. And and I, I get that's a it's an easy thing to say for any football game. Because, of course, there are football games that are won in the trenches all the time. But this game especially, and I mean it on both sides of the football, when you look at Pitt's defense, and this is the most important thing, Pitt has to get pressure on JT Daniels. They have to. I mean, it, it it's not acceptable if they don't. Because JT Daniels, when he is in a clean pocket, has proven time and time again over his career that he is a really good player. And that is the one thing here that Pitt cannot allow to happen. You cannot allow this guy to sit back and just go about things like there's no worry in life. When the pressure is on is when JT Daniels gets a little bit erratic, is when JT Daniels kind of loses a little bit of his cool, can make some bad decisions, can overthrow his open receivers, can take bad sacks. And Pitt's defensive line should have the advantage in this game. Now, this West Virginia offensive line is an experienced group. They return all five, so they have that chemistry. That's not going to be a hurdle for them. I just don't think they can match up against the personnel of Pitt. And that's where the X's and O's don't matter as much. At some point, you have to wonder about the guys standing across from one another. Kalijah Kansi, in particular in this game, looks like a massive mismatch to me. And I'm not sure that West Virginia has that dynamic running back. Now, is Tony Mathis that potential guy? I think we don't know quite yet. There's a little bit of tape out there. On him, and he looks decent. He's a shifty guy. Um, he, he's a guy that has some really good traits to him. He's experienced, so he'll be with this offensive line, kind of have that chemistry. But you still don't truly know what you're rocking into just yet with that running back room. But I really do think that Kalaja Kansi is your big guy this year, the big guy in this game. And then you obviously have Hoppaball, Nato, uh, John Morgan. You have 
Deslin Alexander and all these guys. But it's going to be key. Pressure on Keaton Slovis is also going to be key for West Virginia, though. Because Dante Stills is the one guy to watch on this D-line. especially Now, that there are some guys on this D-line that are solid. Uh, you look at Jordan Jefferson. You look at, at Tajai Alston. Um, you look at guys like that. And there are definitely, definitely some interesting players here. And there's more that I didn't even name. This is a deep D-line room here for West Virginia. It's probably the strength of their team uh, defensively. I would point to the two strengths of this West Virginia team as their D-line and their wide receiving group. Uh, those are the two groups I really like on this team. Um, and this D-line could give Pitt a little trouble. Now, Pitt's offensive line, We'll see who plays. Gabe Hoy has been banged up. Jake Cradle obviously coming off that broken leg. We'll see who walks out there as the starters. We don't completely know who the five stars are going to be for Pitt yet. Obviously, the five stars are as listed as the same five from last year. But does Hoy suit up? If not, Mack and Salvez will play. And that will be a test for him off the edge. And so it's going to be interesting to see because – the trenches are going to be huge. If you block Dante Stills for Pitt, Keaton Slovis is all the time in the world. You get a little bit of a rhythm in the run game going. I think Pitt controls this game for the most part offensively. And if you get JT Daniels off his rocker and uncomfortable, Pitt's defense immediately takes the jump up. And it's it's predicated on creating havoc, not letting West Virginia rush the football. And the air raid, obviously, is going to be a key factor in all of this. And now we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But, folks, let me let you know about BetOnline, because BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports information this season. If you want to bet on the backyard, bro, make sure to head over there. The line right now seven and a half in favor of Pitt. And all you have to do is find all the latest developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this week's Opening games, including the backyard brawls, head over to betonline.net right now, folks. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including college football. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, folks. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. And let's talk a little bit about what West Virginia brings to the table. And offensively, they bring that air raid system. That air raid system is certainly going to be a new wrinkle for Pitt. And the new the new thing about playing here against an air raid team is that Pitt just doesn't play against many air raid teams, right? I mean, it's just not something that they do very often. And so here's the thing about the air raid that concerns me with Pitt because you're going to, they're going to pass the ball a lot. They're going to be able to take advantage of underneath stuff from the slot. And there's the ability to create explosive plays on option routes. And it's tough because one pit plays that core's coverage, but those option routes make sure you need to be disciplined. The underneath stuff in the slot. Well, your star linebacker better be ready. This is a huge test for Bengali Kamara. X factor on the defense aside from the, the if you go outside the front four, which is obviously important. I talked about this. The most important thing for Pitt in this game defensively is to rush the passer and get after JT Daniels. The second thing after that, let's cover the slot receiver. Huge is going to be 
absolutely huge. Bengali Kamara is going to have a ton of pressure put on him in this game. We're going to see how legit Bengali Kamara is right away. He's going to shine. He's going to sink. He's going to swim. One of those he's going to do. And it's going to be a huge game for him. So keep an eye on Bengali Kamara. Keep an eye on Solomon DeShields, who's the backup star now, we know. Tyler Woods is the backup money. So this is going to be very important for Pitt. That second-level coverage ability. And you look at guys like Reese Smith and Sam James who are going to play in those roles. Reese Smith having a lot of hype down there in Morgantown. Hard not to think that Pitt is going to key in on him a little bit, but he's a guy that hasn't done a lot. So he's an unknown. You got to key in on guys like that. And then the explosive play part. Here's the other thing. You create explosive plays here, and JT Daniels has a nice deep ball. So if he gets time to do that, I'm telling you right now, Bryce Ford Wheaton is the best receiver on this team. I like Bryce Ford Wheaton a lot. Redshirt junior, six foot three, height, weight, speed guy that has great body control. He's the type of guy that could potentially give Pitt a little bit of trouble. Because here's the thing. You have a mismatch. It depends, obviously, how much they're going to move him around. But you would imagine that guy's probably going to be matched up against Marquez Williams a little bit. That's a size mismatch right away. And a guy with his speed, a guy with his body control is a problem. Because at times, listen, if if their offense isn't moving, they're just going to dial up the fade ball to Bryce Ford Wheaton. And he might win those a lot. Because there are mismatches to look at in the secondary. So keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on him. If you're in the slot and you're looking at Reese Smith, keep an eye on those over routes and those quick curls and those slants and all that type of stuff. Because I'm telling you, you know, mesh, stuff like that, that's designed to get yak. Because that's the type of stuff that could get Pitt in trouble. Quick screens even in this scheme for Graham Harrell. You know, forcing Pitt to tackle. Let's see how Pitt tackles. That's been a downfall. That was the downfall of our defense last year in their two losses. Michigan State's a little bit of a different story. But the defense against Western Michigan and Miami didn't tackle well. And that was a story of those games. Tennessee, they didn't tackle well. Early in the season last year, tackling was a huge issue. Is it a huge issue this year? That's going to be a big question to me uh, of what happens. So we'll see. We'll certainly see. Now, I'm going to go over a few stats before we go uh, any further. I like to use some advanced stats, if I can. And Pitt's going to rank pretty good in most of their categories this year. You're going to see them, if you look at even their advanced stats, their normal stats, even with the loss of Kenny Pickett, Jordan and all those guys. They're going to rank pretty good. But here's the thing. They're really good as a rush defense, expected. They're really good in terms of their entire offense and what it's expected to be still. That's still expected to be a really good offense this year for them. But you look at what West Virginia does well from last year. They stop the run really well. They have good red zone defense, third down defense. Where you burn West Virginia defensively is actually in the early downs last year. Um, So this is very interesting to me. 
for West Virginia on offense. They obviously ran the ball much better than they passed it last year, but it's tough to know. Uh, that's kind of evened out by JT Daniels. If you look at the advanced stats, Pitt defensively, the biggest thing is the first and second down explosive play rate. They don't allow explosive plays on third down. In fact, they're great on third down. The third down defense for Pitt is phenomenal. The fourth down defense is phenomenal. But it's the first and the second down plays where they get those deep shots. They allow the explosive plays. That's a trend to watch in this game. In the early downs, does West Virginia take deep shots or get explosive plays off, say, screens, missed tackles, whatever it might be, and force Pitt into tough scenarios? Because that's something to watch, too. Pitt, though, Pitt has the advantage on everything here. They really do. They really do. Pitt's going to be a top 30 team in most categories this year. West Virginia is an unknown wild card type of team where their defense is probably a little bit stickier than you would expect it to be. But Pitt also has that dynamic ability to go as far as they can, too. It's just going to be, how many explosive plays do you give up? Do you get burnt by too many explosive plays on those early downs? Pitt has to keep the explosive plays down. They do. They really do. And so now I want to talk a little bit about Pitt's offense versus West Virginia's defense. Then we're going to wrap this up, give the prediction, and all of that, folks. But first, let's go to a quick break. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked on Pitt podcast. Let's get into it. Pitt's offense against West Virginia's defense. We've spent a lot about talking about the keys of this game on the West Virginia offense to the Pitt defense side because I think that's actually where this game is going to be largely won um, on that side of the football and Pitt's ability to handle JT Daniels. But you look at Keaton Slovis and what he has to do in this game. And Pitt, the, the way to beat West Virginia from last year was to pass the football. It wasn't to run the football. It was to pass the ball. And so they need to, as far as I'm concerned, in this game, yes, they're going to try and run the ball a little bit and all of that. But I'll be I'll be real with you. I would rather them try and pass the football a lot. Get your ball to Kanade Mumfield. Get it to Jared Wayne. Gavin Bartholomew. Win through the air. I think this is one of the things that Pitt has to do. Establish the pass, which can open up the run. And they're going to try and get that run game going a little bit early. But the play-action game has to be on point. And you have to make sure that Keen Slovis doesn't make haphazard decisions early on. Make him clean. As, as I said this before as well, Pitt has to keep him clean. Dante Stills could be a game-wrecker for Pitt. If they don't block him well, he can wreck the game. Look at some of his tape in the past and what he's done to teams to keep this team in the game and so yeah this is a an interesting offensive matchup for you know West Virginia overall and again the defense last year fine at times really bad at others Uh, the offense really killed them a lot last year you look at the starting average field position for West Virginia's defense last year, and it was at the 35-yard line. That is a terrible number. 
terrible number. So really, they were given short fields a lot of the time, which obviously complicates things. We'll see if this offense is, the sim- is similar, but that offense let them out to dry last year at times, guys. And I mean that. Just hung them out to dry completely. So a lot of complicating factors to that defense. But that secondary is a question mark. And as far as I'm concerned, in week one, it was a problem last year. One. Two, the questions are all there. The secondary is the question. So attack it. Go after it and attack it. And use the players you trust in that area to do it. So go with Kanane Mumfield. I think the X factor in this game for Pitt, though, it's not Kanane Mumfield because I figure Kanane Mumfield will take Charles Woods with him. Charles Woods probably the best defensive back on this team. I do like Charles Woods and what he can do. Now, Kanani Mumfield, if he can get and beat Charles Woods, that's great too. But your personnel mismatch is going to be, to be quite honest with you, Rashad Ajayi against Jared Wayne above means. That's you're going to have to watch. And, and so this game takes this kind of interesting mold because that secondary doesn't look very good. The front seven looks more stout. It looks more certain. The rushing defense was okay last year, but it was better than their pass defense. And now that pass defense is a complete question. It's a complete question. So as far as I'm concerned, passing the ball has to be part of this game plan, an integral part of it. And the play-action game is how you win and open up shot plays and open up stuff underneath. Because where West Virginia is likely to have the most trouble this year is with the deep ball. That is what it is. The deep ball and then the other place where they really got torched last year was the middle of the field. Tight end specifically gave West Virginia fits last year. So this is something to me that when you look at Pitt, Gavin Bartholomew has to be a big name to watch too. But the passing game is the focal point to me. It has to be that because I think Pitt as an overall offense maybe isn't ready to take the whole leap to go full rushing game. 2018 again, this is the Quadri Allison, Darren Hall attack. I think that they have a really good group of guys here to throw the ball with. So do it against where the team's question mark is. And again, this is what makes week one so fascinating because you don't know if that secondary is actually bad. They're just the question marks. Those question marks could end up being checks, 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 and be stars. That's possible. But until you know that, don't adjust the game plan. Go after them. Test them. And Keaton Slovis absolutely needs to test them. And that's something that I am looking for right away with this pit offense. Keep them clean and win those balls over the middle of the field. That is the big thing. Maybe create an explosive play here, there, and it will open up the other stuff with it. That's really what happens. Everything else will follow. The rushing game will follow if you can open up that middle of the field with the play action stuff. So we'll see what ends up happening there. 
Well, listen, we've covered just about everything. I'll give you X factors for each team. I talked about the X factor for Pitt, and I truly believe it. It's going to be Kalaja Kansi because he is their game breaker. He's their game wrecker up front. He is a guy that can give you all the havoc you need to disrupt JT Daniels. Right up the middle, should be a top NFL prospect. Look out for Kalaja Kansi in this game. For West Virginia, I think the X factor is Bryce Ford Wheaton. Again, I really like Bryce Ford Wheaton. And he's six foot three, and he is a mismatch for this pit secondary. Let's see what he can do because I like these West Virginia receivers a good bit. And I think Bryce Ford Wheaton has the ability to create those explosive plays that get them into this game. And that certainly could be a massive issue. Massive issue for Pitt. Matchups I want to look at, specifically Bengali Kamara versus Reese Smith. This is a huge matchup for to me for Pitt. The slot game for West Virginia in that air raid system that Graham Harrell runs is huge. It has been occupied by guys like Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyler Vaughns. We're talking about NFL players right now. Well, how good is Reese Smith? Those guys are uber productive. So you got to make sure that you barrel down the hatches on there. And then the other matchup that I'm looking for on the opposing side, it, it absolutely will be this pit offensive line against Dante Stills. It has to be because Dante Stills is a guy that has broken games open. He's a guy that has certainly made his fair share of destructive plays. Don't let him destroy this game. Don't let him do that. If he does, Pitt could be in for a long day. They really could be. So we'll see what happens with those guys too. All right. Well, time for the prediction. And this one is tough because when you look at this game, rivalry game, let me be clear. Pitt has the better roster. And it's really not that close. Pitt has a better roster with less question marks. Doesn't mean they don't have question marks. Certainly they do. But they have less question marks than this West Virginia squad. But it's a rivalry game that has a mental part to it that is almost immeasurable. And it's the first rivalry of this type in over a decade. It's a huge game. And so you look at the rivalry mystique of it all, and then the personnel part of it. I have Pitt winning this game, but I'm not going to predict them to blow them out. This is going to be a close slog to me. This is going to be an ugly game. I don't think this game is going to have a high-flying affair. It could. at I, like, I could see a scenario, say, where things go crazy off the rails and this ends up being like 45-35. But I wouldn't expect that game. I'm not walking into Akershire Stadium expecting this game to go like that. I think this game ends up being a real slugfest. I truly do. I think that if you look at where everything goes from here, these two teams are going to drag it out, knock it out, all those things. They are truly going to pop each other's mouths open. And that's the thing. So when I look at this game, my prediction is going to be 27 to 21 pick. I think this will be a close game. I think it will be an ugly game. I think there will be turnovers on both sides. 
I think that this is going to be a lot of hate-filled rivalry stuff, and I think this game goes to the fourth quarter. I, I truly do. I, I think that you look at this all, and and this is going to be a game that is just not fun if you're a fan of great offense. If you're a fan of great defense, I think you'll have a lot of fun in this one. If you're a fan of regional rivalries in college football, you're going to love this one. I think you're going to feel that energy in the stadium, and I think you're going to see a lot of that that hate bubble up and really create a special type of atmosphere here between these West Virginia and Pitt fans, and it's going to be dynamic. And so my pick is Pitt in this one. I think it'll be a close one, though. I think it's going to be a sloppy game, folks. So saddle up. Get ready, folks. It is the day of the backyard brawl. I have Pitt winning this one uh, by the skin of their teeth, if you will. But leave your predictions below. I'd love to hear them, certainly. I know West Virginia. some people will pick the West Virginia upset. So get hyped for that, folks, and make sure to go down to the stadium. Have a great day. Have time if you're watching this at home. You know, Do all of the great things you would for a regional college football rivalry because, man, it feels so good to have the backyard brawl back. Well, folks, the next time I'll be back here, we'll be talking post-game, win or loss. doesn't matter. We will be here talking this, the good and the bad of Pitt's win or loss over West Virginia. So, folks, as always, thanks for listening. And as we end it here, always, hail to Pitt.